which tells us that it's not only one way that the brain can do this. The brain has many different ways to bypass the normal functioning to accomplish a task that normally couldn't be accomplished technically. The physical brain can see if you provide light. The light is reflected on an object and then you see. That's how the brain registers the pixels and you know says, oh, I'm looking at a table, I'm looking at a tree. But if you take away the light, the brain has no way of registering the information. So that's, that's why the blindfold, you are completely in the dark and you train your brain to see regardless. Also, when you demonstrate that you could see behind your back, then you're seeing, period. Now let the magic begin. Hello and jai ma, jai ma yomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul-expanding and heart-opening podcast. This episode is sponsored by a new sponsor who I'm so thankful to have as I've been using them now for a few months, Ritual, a multivitamin which provides key nutrients without any BS, because Ritual is clean, vegan-friendly. Multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms, and what you won't find are sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule design make taking your vitamins easy. You'll hear me repeat this again in the midst of the episode, but I highly recommend taking advantage of their offer for 10% off during your first three months using our link, ritual.com magic, but more on ritual and why I love it in the midst of the episode and in the show notes. And this episode, I believe at least, is for everyone from skeptics, including those that may need more scientific proof, and also for those who are simply interested in expanding their consciousness and what consciousness is and tapping into their untapped powers. They're superhuman. So I am so happy to chat with Caroline Corey, who is an award-winning filmmaker, futurist, and a visionary author of best-selling books on consciousness and energy medicine topping the charts of consciousness science and mystical literature. And in this episode, we mostly touch on her film Superhuman and the insights and even experiments that were presented throughout the film. We also talk about shifting your frequency, manifesting, children getting into this work and tapping into another level of consciousness. And in the tail end, she talks about her experiences with extraterrestrials and also her creative formula for everything she creates. It's amazing to see someone present using physical science and material to prove the non-physical and how we can tap into our superhuman knowing this information. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And if this episode or any other Your Own Magic episode inspires you in any way, shape, or form, feel free to leave a rating and review. It helps the show immensely. So I want to thank you so much if you do take that time. Anyway, let's get on with the show, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Caroline Corey. Become a big fan, and now I'm going to binge all your Yay. films. 
<laughs> you should you should say this in the uh, in the recording. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> That's the idea, right? I, I started recording, so they'll get to hear this. Okay, cool. And I'll say in the midst of the chat as well why this was so such a profound film for me to watch, especially with what I had been going through in a season of skepticism and uncertainty, you know? And sometimes we have those moments of doubt. Your film reignited and reopened my eyes and I feel so connected again. And so Caroline, I just want to say you're brilliant and you have a powerful way of sharing your message. Thank you. What is lighting you up most in this season of your life? Well, actually, I'm on to my next film. (gasps) (laughs) So I'm super excited right now. I just finished the bulk of the filming and I just started post-production. And But in general, I mean, that's what keeps me going is my ability to express what I believe in and what I feel is going to be helpful. So, um, yeah, that's what's happening for me right now. Oh, that is so exciting. Zero Point, right? I believe that's what it's called. Uh, no, that's another project. That's a very big project. It's going to take years to put wow. together. Yeah, actually, this film is really um i don't know how much you've been following but uh it's a scientific investigation um uh, uh, on um, of uaps what people call ufos uaps oh cool yeah Yeah. and so because to me it's not just an object in the sky obviously it's a lot more like it's a mystery and potential um tapping into some other realities or civilizations, whatever that may be, um, there's this whole mystery around the the subject. And I, uh, I think that's my signature is to always bring any sort of science behind it. So, and I felt that was uh, very much missing. And so that's what this film is about. It's, it's, I think it's going to be very cool. It's never been done this way before. I'm sure I'm certain of it. And I know that your signature is part of your magic and why I was so drawn to your film because no one has approached this sort of topic that I saw from Superhuman in the way you did as well. So I would love to hear your story and how you recognize your own superhuman potential before you even created the film. Yeah, so it was actually pretty easy because for me, I it started at a very young age. I was five years old and I had an experience where I could see those beings you know and uh you know we started communicating telepathically and uh of course I'm like five years old so so I think I thought it was oh like that's the way it goes and so the energy of those beings was so loving and beautiful so it it wasn't scary it's not like the sixth sense or like I saw ghosts or anything (laughs) like that so because of that I kept kind of paying attention and um we i ended up understanding so much from this experience i realized that i could see things that others couldn't see i could hear things i could see like something i would look at someone and i knew what was wrong with them what was going to happen the next day what was on the other side of the wall things like that and so you know people ask me what did you tell your parents? I actually didn't say anything because I thought it was normal. I thought everybody did that. So it was much, much later, of course, as I grew up, 
that I realized, okay, well, not everybody's doing this, at least not consciously. And that's what got me interested in understanding, figuring out how this happened. Like, how is it possible that one person can see things and hear things and understand things without any prior training or knowledge? And then, of course, you get validation. You know, you get validation. You get um, whatever you just heard or understood. It happens the next day. So it's validated. So then you realize you're not crazy. And so so because of that, I didn't want to just talk about it. I wanted to understand the mechanics of it. How does it work? And so that's kind of the study of consciousness. It got me on the, you know, from a, uh, what is consciousness? How does it work? You know, are we all the same? How do we communicate? How does consciousness interact with other consciousness or with the physical world? All of that became my main field of study over, you know, 15, 20 years, maybe. Um, And then training and working with hundreds of people from around the world, again, more and more and more validation To the point where, you know, this is a real science. We don't understand that sort of science, but there is, um, uh, you know, constant validation. And that's why I decided, I said, you know, we need to show this to the world um, in a way that is measurable, that is, you know, traceable, that is repeatable. And uh, because it's not just a concept out there, like, you know, we hear, oh, your mind affects your stress level, can help you with, uh, you know, even your, you know, blood pressure, whatever. We, we know that even scientifically, you know, the doctors tell us that, but nobody's showing it. Nobody's like demonstrating how that is possible. The connection between mind and the physical body in the physical world. So that's the reason why I said I need to make a film that will actually demonstrate that live on camera. So that's how it happened. (laughs) And I'm so happy you did because Superhuman is a movie that I'm going to recommend to everyone, even a skeptic. As I was saying before, I was in a season of doubt and just feeling skeptical about many things that I had been studying for years now. And so I felt like I was in a bit of a funk. So I had this feeling, though, that I couldn't just let go. Your film captivated me and it reopened my eyes. And, you know, for whatever reason, I was just drawn to your film. And now I know why, because, well, I also can be very skeptical about most documentaries anyways, because of overt or covert propaganda or exaggerations or things that just don't seem to really resonate with me. But your film was just so genuine. And I was at the edge of my seat because I was like, yes, this is, she's demonstrating to us what we know, but she's showing us in this physical realm how the non-physical is there and is present and that we have the power to tap into this. You expanded our awareness to tap into this field of consciousness because you took us on this journey using your specialty, your signature science, and also with scientists, with scientists and other experts, and you were performing them yourselves or with others that you knew. So I appreciate that so much. And each chapter was weaved together very brilliantly, very consciously to mold together this honest, 
take on what you know and what you've experienced since you were a child that you really wanted to share with the world. So with all that being said, I'm curious, how did you consciously curate this information and find these experts to perfectly fit this true narrative or I guess insight that you needed to share with the world? Yeah, so I wanted to um, find topics, talk about or showcase topics that were relatable. So for example, remote viewing, of course, the average person is not thinking in terms of remote viewing. But that experiment shows how uh, synchronicities happen or like, you know, sometimes you're just minding your own business and all of a sudden you have a visual of your mother or your kid, you know, across on the other side of the planet, something's wrong with them. How did you get that message? How did you receive this telepathic uh, intuition uh, from somewhere else? And of course, it ends, it ends up being accurate. So, so that is very, very common. I don't know one person or you think of someone and they, they call just before the phone rings and it's them, you know, things like that. So people have those experiences. They're not paying attention that there's something behind it. And so, so that's why I picked uh, subjects that could relate to a, a daily occurrence that people may be having. So remote viewing. Also, I did experiments that have, um, really a practical implication application for example the ph of water um you know that your mind can actually uh change the alter the ph of water everybody knows uh in acidic environment in your body um um is conducive to viruses and bacteria and illnesses and so that is very relevant, very practical. And actually, I'm not the first one who, who did that experiment. There's a physicist, um, William Tiller, who did that experiment with water. I think it was in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. And so he demonstrated, uh, and that's what I, what I wanted to include in my film as well as a reminder, uh, that you know a group of people focused on uh, changing the pH with water through intention, just focusing on it. And it worked. And so, so, so that, so doing that live on camera, uh, you know, if you can do this on a glass of water sitting on your desk, you can do it to your body because you are mostly made of water. And so, so just to make people think that these are not crazy concepts out there. It's not like, Oh, think positive, you know, send out, you know, positive vibe. <laughs> no, this is real. I mean, <laughs> and for people to know, like the scientists out there, whoever is listening, you know, we show in the film whatever we can. Um, but when we, what we've done is, I mean, we did show that as well, but to just to even stress that point further, uh, when we do a scientific experiment that way, I mean, we create what we call a baseline, meaning, we take measurement of the substance over and over and over, over a period of time. So we have a reference point. And then exactly at the point, at the time when you are focusing your intention on the substance, you see this dramatic change. And then when you stop, uh, you move away from that substance, you, you move your focus away from it, then it goes back, it drops back to the baseline. So that's how we know. And then, of course, we do it again and we do it again. So that time correlation is what tells us 
that there was an actual measurable effect. So that was, you know, with water and we did it with DNA. Um, we did telekinesis. I mean, you know, you, you saw the film, so we built it up. We saw some, we also, also showed crazy examples where people were reading with the blindfolds and yeah, basically it's, you know, I'm kind of going on and on here, but just to tell you that the range of things that we showed in the film was to kind of demonstrate different ways, different angles pointing to the same thing that your consciousness is fundamental, your consciousness is uh, the one uh, responsible for altering physical reality. And uh, so that's why there were all these different examples throughout the film. And I so appreciate you for sharing all of that throughout the film. And there are many experiments. So I highly recommend everybody watch from the beginning to the end so you don't miss one experiment or one beat. And it reminds me, we bring up this water experiment often on the show, Dr. Masaru Emoto, which I'm sure you're familiar with, right? And his sure, of course. experiment with water. And so for me, I, I've heard about this with water and I've even practiced it with myself. My hands are surrounding the water and before I drink it, I've done this on occasion. And for whatever reason, I feel as though it does work but of course I don't have the data to see it and so to see that I was like yes <laughs> and it was just another reminder okay Raquel I know you're having doubts but look this is real and you're not crazy <laughs> yeah I'm happy that you shared that yeah exactly and that's exactly the point of um, um, you know exactly demonstrating what I just did is for people like you uh, who, you know, you'd be surprised, even people who have been in this field studying energy medicine or any sort of thing, even though they do manifest results, there's always this skepticism. There's always this doubt, like, did I just do that? <laughs> this just now, <laughs> you know, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm hoping like what you just said, when they see this film, they'd be like, I did do that. This, I did make this happen. This is real. So that's, it's for those folks as well, you know, to just let go of the doubt, just let go and believe in yourself and start and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it even better. And I never really had a reason why, for example, also when it comes to plants for years, I would love to place my hand near the plant and just feed it whatever energy and then it would start to wave which yes of course my hand was there but because of somebody I can't remember which expert on your show because you had so many but he explained it beautifully how sure I am not the plant as in my neural pathways however we're both part of this stream of consciousness and that is our I guess attachment mm. together and therefore that's why we can feel or I guess connect with this plant if that makes sense yeah, exactly. So I think it was Michael, Michael Willicke. Uh, he's a neuroscientist that uh, you're mentioning here. And yeah, exactly. We don't, of course, we're trained to uh, think that we are separate from physical objects, which in a certain sense we are. There is a, you know, a, cer a certain boundary, but we are not just the physical body. That's what people forget. So your physical boundary uh, ends where your skin ends or whatever. But you are not your physical body. Your energy continues, like, continues on. So you are 
uh, you have an energy field. Well, actually, the energy field has been demonstrated scientifically too. So uh, when you look at a plant or so you see the aura, or what is the aura? It's the energy emanating from that thing. So it is the energy beyond our physical body uh, that is interacting with other energies. And so whether we like it or not, whether we see it or not, whether we can detect it or not, uh, I mean, we have been detecting it, obviously, with this film. But but for those who are skeptics, you know, we are interacting energetically with everything, not just... And then also the fact that what we've demonstrated is uh, non-locality, meaning uh, the, the telekinesis experiment that we did uh, because people will say, oh, yeah, you know, you can move an object with your mind because your your hands are there, they're close, or your energy field, it's the magnetism in your energy field that's affecting the object. Well, we demonstrated it, <laughs> you know, under uh, in a Faraday cage, which technically uh, has no air molecules, if any, I mean, maybe one or two, not enough. Uh, that's completely insulated, isolated from anything that's electromagnetic. And we did the experiment long distance. Long distance meaning there is no way the electrical, uh, the um, magnetic, the electrical, elect electromagnetic field of my body could be interacting with that object a thousand miles away. It's got to be something else. So this means that you are interacting energetically, not physically, but energetically with everything all the time, non-locally. That's, that's, a, that's a crazy thought, but this is exactly what we've demonstrated. So think about that. No wonder we're always exhausted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I needed is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, 
stronger and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. And I love as well that it gave us a sense of hope that we can heal our bodies or recode our DNA potentially in some way. How can we tap into this information and change and heal our bodies knowing the power of all this information that you're sharing? Well, I mean, you know, many people share different tools. What I've done is demonstrate that I can't speak for all the tools, but you know, that, that some of the tools actually work. So the idea is, first of all, people forget that um, your mind is free. <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. So <laughs> the first thing is try it, just try it. So for example, the next time you have a stomach ache, instead of right away going to, mm, I wonder what I, what I ate or what's wrong with me, or maybe I have some sort of thing, or maybe I've attracted this or that, because that's the typical programming. We go to what's wrong, which, which is fine, but as long as you don't get stuck there, which is what people do. So next time this happens, just remember this movie, remember what you saw, and just try it. Focus on your stomach, focus on whatever it is that you're feeling in your body, and because you're not going to know, do I raise the pH? Do I lower the pH? Do I, uh, by how much? Or what does it need? You know, you don't have to worry about this. All you have to do is, for, it's, it's the intention. And your higher consciousness that, that is much bigger than your physical conscious mind uh, knows everything because it's interacting with everything all the time. So all you have to do is just focus your intention. I want this acidic, uh, uh, alkaline acidic uh, balance to be restored, whatever it may be, up or down or sideways. And, and you just focus on it, focus on it and believe and let go. And I promise you, if you start doing this, you know, especially the first time, the second time, you will kind of begin to reprogram yourself. You would train yourself to respond to issues in this way. And this is extremely empowering because you let go of the programming of, I need someone or something outside myself to heal me. That is huge. Absolutely. And I love that you also, we all have a mind and it's free to use. So we all have the power. Like, why not try? Just why not try? Yeah, exactly. And so, so I think a lot of people are starting to try because we get Ooh. hundreds of emails. Yeah, every day. People, I just, I got so inspired. I had given up on this and that and I tried this and, and it worked, you know, things like that. So, People, you know, it's actually, Raquel, I mean, it's actually simpler than we think. <laughs> you know, it, you know, we, th we think like it has to be some sophisticated, you know, pharmaceutical or whatever formula. You know, some, it's just like our mind is just so powerful. Don't forget the people, the consciousness that created 
the the um the 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 uh, the pharmacology you know the 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 drugs even even alternative drugs you know homeopathic or herbs or whatever these are all results of a human mind meaning somebody else had the idea and created that for you so you have the similar potential to create something except that that something could be your own medicine, if you will. Yes, and within you, instead of reaching out externally. Exactly. And also, I think it's really amazing how you were able to show we emit frequencies. And so I'm curious, do you ever consciously shift your frequency or are you aware of your frequency? And do you believe that it's our frequency that opens us up to this field of consciousness for manifesting our desires, which has become a very... I guess, sexy term these days? A hundred percent. You know how uh, people say, raise your vibration mm-hmm. or something. What are they talking about? It's the frequency. Mm-hmm. However you're feeling, you are vibrating. That's, you know, so to me, it's, I've been like this for a while now, for sure. And uh, I'm constantly noticing if I'm, even if I'm tired, even if I'm exhausted, that's a frequency, like physically exhausted. Uh, I, I notice it's a frequency. Uh, it, of course, emotions, you know, like, uh, oh, a little sad today or a little off or a little anxiety. Who doesn't have those feelings throughout the day? So, I don't know where you live, but I'm in a big city. You know, it's like you're being bo- and we're bombarded. And, and that's what's confusing is that sometimes you're totally fine. Some days you're perfectly fine. And then the next day you wake up with this weird anxiety or this weird depression. Where did that come from? So a lot of the time, it's not even yours. Sometimes it is the collective. You're sensing, again, your energy is way beyond your physical body. You are sensing other people's energy. Sometimes it's in your home, you know, your partner or whoever. Sometimes it's your boss, even though he's not sitting there, but you can sense And a lot of the time, it's the collective. There's some weird vibe going on. And so so then you take on that frequency and you you get up in the morning. We're like, oh, my God, I have this horrible anxiety. So if you don't pay attention uh, to your to how you're feeling and try to shift it, then your entire day is going to be filtered through this frequency. So that's the reason why sometimes when I feel this way, I kind of need to go back to the frequency of being aligned and centered and calm before I do anything, uh, because I don't want to bring that frequency with me. Um, and again, it's, it's, I mean, I have different, many, many tools uh, for me. Of course, I've mastered, you know, some, some quick things, but for people who are listening, if I can suggest... Um, something very easy that's on my website. It's on actually on my YouTube channel. It's a, it's totally free. It's a seven minute meditation called connecting to source. And so if people feel that they need to shift their frequency and they're unable to just by visualization or suggestion, and it's just not going away, Try that. Try that meditation. Like I said, I made it very, very simple. And uh, connecting to source on my YouTube channel. 
And what it does, that meditation is the frequency of source. How would you define source, especially with everything you've been through now in life and have seen? I'm curious how you define source. So source basically is the energy of creation. You know, it's your original essence, how you were, how you came about before any form of incarnation has nothing to do with your past life or it's like your pure, pure, pure essence which is unconditional love and more. Of course, source is also a location within the universe. Source is also the energy and the manifestation of many things. But in this context, you can think of it as the vibration or the frequency of your original purest essence. And so when you invoke that, speaking of intention, when you focus on that frequency, your physical frequency, your human aspect frequency is going to entrain to that higher frequency of source. It's almost like it's going to be to gravitate towards that bigger, um, much more powerful frequency of source. And you will feel the shift. You will feel the shift very quickly <laughs> so beautifully said and i'm going to make sure to link that meditation in the show notes for everybody along with your website it sounds great <laughs> i was also so moved by of course all the stories and experiments but especially the kids when they were blindfolded i mean i was like wow these kids are gonna literally fly one day why do you think it's important if you do which i'm sh i'm assuming you do i think it's important to start kids young to tap into this field and find this confidence and also how do we get our kids invested in work like this yeah so what happened was i saw the kids in england Ooh. first and i happened to be in europe that was a while ago and i saw first i was like okay what is the trick here yeah. <laughs> because unfortunately and that's what's confusing to a lot of people because there are tricks out there. I mean, you look online and you see this guy does it this way, that other guy does it that way, and it ends up being not real. So it's very confusing. And that's another problem that we have in alternative anything, because you have real people with real abilities, with real uh, results, and you have other people who fake it or whatever. So uh, let's not go there, but I just wanted to kind of go back to why it was a confusing subject at first. And I wanted to investigate it because I believed that this could be possible. I just wanted to know how. So uh, also to me, if that were possible, then that would be the ultimate <laughs> validation, demonstration, proof even that your consciousness bypasses your physical body because you're basically seeing things completely blindfolded, completely in the dark. And so, so I went and in, I investigated the first group was the British kids. And I mean, I saw it for myself. Uh, I tried it myself, the mask and everything else. And, you know, people say, oh, they memorized the books and they did this. And well, no, because I would give them objects. I would give them uh, words on a paper that they, you know, they didn't know what I was going to write. Um, also, they're moving around. I mean, they're they're running, they're playing ball, they're on a bike, yeah. they're skating, they're playing ping pong 
completely blindfolded. So, okay, so you try getting on a bicycle completely blindfolded. And so, um, so, so that's why. And they could see behind their head. They could see behind their back. You would hold something because they say, oh, maybe the, the mask has a little hole. That's what I thought for a second. Yeah. I was like, huh, maybe they could see through that little mask right there. Yeah, even if you have a hole somewhere, the majority the, of the mask is dark. Yeah. And so, exactly. so you couldn't, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't just be playing ping pong so easily. And, you know, and then we demonstrated that they could see behind their heads, behind their... So now tell me how how that could be a trick. <laughs> Come on. So anyway, long story short, I realized this is a real thing. In fact, I tried it and I taught it also to a group of people. We taught it uh, online even. And so so and also we discovered other groups throughout the world, which was interesting because the different groups do it differently. It's not one same technique but the result is the same. So, which tells us that it's not only one way that the brain can do this. The brain has many different ways to bypass the normal functioning to accomplish a task that normally couldn't be accomplished technically. The physical brain can see if you provide light, you, you, the light is reflected on an object and then you see that's how the brain registers the pixels and, you know, says, oh, I'm looking at a table, I'm looking at a tree. But if you take away the light, the brain has no way of registering the information. And so, so that's, that's why the blindfold, you are completely in the dark. And you train your brain to see regardless. And um, also, when you demonstrate that you could see behind your back, then you're seeing, period. Uh, and so, so that's kind of, to me, was the ultimate validation uh, that consciousness is fundamental. Consciousness is beyond the physical brain and the physical body. And you can literally reprogram your brain to do just about anything. That's amazing. There's a group near me that you shared on your movie in Ogden, Utah. I'm in Park City, Utah. And now I'm curious. I might have to go take a little road trip to Ogden, Utah. Vibravision, I believe. Oh, you're in Park City? Yeah. Oh, you should go. So these guys are in Ogden. Now, they their technique is very different, uh, which I love. It's based on vibration. You should definitely check it out. Uh, they're called, yeah, Vibravision. And so we did a conference. It's on my website and we demonstrated all these things live. So, so, you know, there was a, like an audience and there's a bunch of people. And so we would, uh, first show that there was no tricks. Uh, some of the kids, because we do it differently, had a tape, their eyes closed, a tape over the eyes then the blindfold mask. Uh, another kid had literally masking tape. I mean, Ow. it was like black. Yeah, I know. <laughs> On his eyes. So so there was like this uh, eyes closed, then the small tapes, and then the, a huge amount of tape everywhere. There was not one millimeter of, of anything. Uh, and the kid was reading. Wow. 
That is wild. That is so wild. I love to hear this and I'm going to have to go experience it myself soon. So, oh my gosh, I have so many more questions about the movie, but I know that I have to ask about ETs because you brought them up in the beginning. (laughs) And what does that stand for, UAP? Unidentified aerial phenomenon. So this is what the government is calling all of this. You know, uh, there's a UAP report that just came out in in June. Um, And so they are uh, definitely looking into all these, uh, of course, they have their own agenda, but uh, that's what it's being called, like, kind of officially uh, by government officials, you know, Congress, congressmen and uh, Navy and CIA officials and things like that. They're referring to it as an, 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 an identif- unidentified <laughs> aerial phenomenon instead of um, unidentified flying object. So it could be, which is good because it's not always an object. Sometimes it's a light. Sometimes it's, a, it's all kinds of strange anomalies. So, uh, yeah. I know that in Utah, I don't know if they ever found out what it was, but there was a monolith that just randomly appeared. Yeah. But I don't know if that was a prankster. I was excited. I was like, ooh, who's come to say hello? Yeah, well, actually, Utah is filled with hot spots for UFOs. Uh, there's Dugway Area 51, as you know. There's Skinwalker Ranch, that whole valley there. Uh, so it's Utah is very much um, charged with, uh, with all sorts of anomalies like that. So... So you're in the right spot. Next time you go out, try to see if there's anything in the sky. (laughs) And I have, but then my mind's like, oh, that could be a shooting star. I even went on a, my friend Bree, she's, she loves to hunt for UFOs. And we went on one with a professional UFO hunter in Sedona right before our retreat. And we saw many, but of course me, I even told Bree, I was like, I don't know. What if those were not UFOs? Like, I don't know. Cause I can be such a skeptic sometimes. And she's like, of course they were. So that's the thing. I'm like, ah, oh, it's so it's so fascinating to me. Yet at the same time, I still have that skeptic side. You know. Well, that's exactly why I made this film that I'm making right now because <laughs> perfect, <laughs> terrifying. Because you know, you train yourself. So I I have scientists in the movie and experts who comment exact and tell you they educate you basically on how to recognize, okay, what you saw was a comet or, I mean, meteor or something, or this was, a, you know, a balloon. There's a lot of balloons that are mistaken for, uh, for UFOs, uh, or this was a bird. Mm. Sometimes you see a weird kind of formation or a bird, you know, so, so you get trained uh, to look at things in this way, but also uh, we analyze, well, first of all, I mean, you'll see it in the film, um, and this new film, but what I'm saying is we, that's exactly why I decided to make this film because it's very confusing and yet this is a real phenomenon. So uh, I'm trying to shed as much light as possible by bringing science and then proper analysis of the footage. Because people are putting stuff out there and expect the world to just say, oh, it's a UFO. Okay, but... (laughs) You know, like, wait, you know, can we analyze this footage properly? Is there some sort of forensic analysis that could be done? Could this be repeated and things like that? So that's kind of what the new film is about. I'm so glad you're doing that. 
And I'm amazed at zero point. It sounds like such an amazing science fiction. When do you think it's going to be released? Or are you kind of just waiting for divine time or something? Yeah, that's a much bigger film. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's several years in preparation. Uh, but I feel like right now I'm putting out films that are very relevant and helpful to what's happening. So that's the reason why like, I wanted to get these films out like Superhuman. There's also Among Us. If people want to watch um, some a film on, uh, on ETs and stuff, my other film is also out there right now. It's called Among Us, and it's on Amazon. Yeah, they can find it on Amazon. I'm gonna watch that <laughs> and I want to honor you as well for I think that you're a great example of a human who's indeed to tap into this field of consciousness and manifesting a lot of wonderful things as among many other benefits to expanding your consciousness to this realm but the reason why I'm saying this is because I understand it's not easy for most humans for actually any human to make a film and, you know, get the budget for it and find the best producers or people that are going to align with your vision and yada, yada. And I just want to honor you for doing all that and putting the hard work in to simply share these messages in a profound way. Yeah. Thanks for saying that people don't realize how much work it is. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. So many hours. I mean, it's like uh, not just the hours, the effort, the concepts and people think that a documentary, is easy but it's not it's actually hard harder in a way because in a fiction uh you have a script you know you just follow the script you know exactly what this person is going to say what's going to happen visually and you just follow that but in a documentary you're gathering all kinds of information you know this guy you know a bunch of interviews and like d different types of things that happen and then you have to piece it together in a coherent way, logical way, in a compelling way to keep the the viewer interested and to follow your logic, you right. know? So it's, it's a whole different animal to do a documentary. And it's so many hours, so many hours uh, of, of work. So I appreciate you recognizing that it's... Um, you know, thanks for saying that. Of course. Well, I love to write screenplays as well, but they're honestly, they're so lighthearted. They're fiction, usually romantic comedies, yeah. but it's just what I love to write about. It lights me up because I get to tap into that imaginative realm. You have a fiction coming up, Zero Point, which is going to take a long time. And I'm just curious how different that process is. <laughs> yeah, that one, like I said, takes a long time. So I'm actually right now focused on the one that I want to, you know, bring out soon. So I haven't, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really focused on this right now. Uh, you know, I want to get this one out and make sure it's successful as much as I can. And then uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> You'll have to come back on and talk about it. Indeed. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Before we wrap up and dive into rapid fire, do you have any other messages you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, I, I just want people to finally let go of the doubt and the questioning and just, just do it, you know, just watch these films, Superhuman, The Invisible Made Visible, and Among Us, and just believe in yourself and just try it. You know, you have nothing to lose, especially with where we're at today, you know, in society, there's such confusing information and you could feel like a lot of anxiety and insecurities. So that's the message I have is the tools are here. 
You know, there is no excuse to say, I don't know where to begin. The classes, by the way, are all on my website. Like if people want to uh, start doing this more seriously, first of all, I have a ton of stuff that's free on my YouTube channel, like so many sessions. I mean, it's like a couple hundred or something. And then if they want to really study that stuff, you know, they can go to the website, superhumanfilm.com and uh, carolinecorey.com. And so my point is don't procrastinate, stop doubting, believe in yourself. This is very empowering time and just do it. Perfect. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. This just came to heart. Piggybacking off of your statement that, you know, the mind is free, so you might as well just do it. There's nothing to lose. Might as well. No one is going to, I mean, of course, unless you want to practice telepathy, no one's going to intervene. This is all for you. Because sometimes we can feel insecure or we're worried about other people or what they think, but this is for you. So you can do this on your own without any intervention. Exactly, exactly. All right, rapid fire. So first one, <laughs> coffee or tea? Coffee. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, it depends on my mood. So it's both. <laughs> can, I, can I say both? <laughs> both. Yeah, of course. But if you were to reach for one in the morning, is it likely coffee? Coffee, latte. Yeah. With almond milk. You were talking earlier about uh, acidity in the body. And as you were saying that, I was taking a sip of coffee. Yeah, but put it, put it, if you make it a latte with all the almond milk, that helps. Yeah. Actually, I used to drink black coffee just pure because I preferred that. But I was having stomach problems and this priest in Bali was giving me a reading and he was like, you need to stop drinking black coffee. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell him I drink black coffee yeah. and I didn't fully believe him, you know, and then later on it just hit me. I was like, I think he was on to something and it's helped. I don't have those stomach pains anymore. There you go. Yeah. So that's why I always have it with almond milk. Like it's literally a latte. So it's mostly almond milk with coffee as opposed to, Yeah. That works. <laughs> exactly. Same, same. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh, night owl. Like 100%. I cannot do mornings. It's like, leave me alone. At night, are you writing and working sometimes too? Like, is that where you get a lot of your creative spark? Definitely. It's both. Like, I, I get inspired at night. I'm more relaxed. And this is where I yeah want to relax as well so it's like both yeah of course do you have a morning or a night routine uh both actually uh the morning routine before i get out of bed is um i know we were speaking of frequency i the first thing is how am i feeling as opposed to what do i have to do and so I notice everything that I'm feeling if anything is off I shift it before even I get out of bed and uh, and I have a very clear intention for the day, and then I go about my day. At night, I kind of do the same thing, and what I do is I flush out whatever um, energies kind of is latching on me, you know, just from being out there going to Costco, Best Buy or something. <laughs> you know, it's like stuff latches onto you, you know, uh, or a weird conversation with someone or something. So I flush out everything, make sure I'm in a very stable place. I, you know, put myself in source frequency before going to sleep every single day Beautiful. and night. 
Beautiful. This question came to heart in the midst of the conversation. When you were talking about being a little girl and E.T.'s would come, I was like, I wonder if she watched E.T. as a little girl and how she felt watching that movie by Steven Spielberg. Actually, it was weird because these weren't the beings that I saw. Mm. So in my childhood, they were not those types of beings. <laughs> Yeah, they're more like angelic. It was all like light. It was all like huge, huge, huge energies that were so like expansive. It wasn't this little guy. So for a while I was like, what are these people talking about? You know? And so, but it was funny, you know, it was much later actually as an adult where I started to see those beings, uh, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, there's also whatever people call, you know, greys or this and that, uh, and Arcturians and Pleiadians. And so it was later that I encountered this, but my original experience was not those beings. Right. How do you connect with those beings now? It's the, the same way. It's, uh, well, I love that you asked that question because <laughs> that's exactly the purpose of me connecting with them at the age of five. Because the message was, there were a few messages, but the most important message was, we are always connected to you. We will stay connected to you for the rest of your life. All you have to do is ask. And so I could see that I was on one side of the veil in this physical body, and they were kind of my lineage. It's like they were my stream of consciousness on the other side of the veil. There was no disconnect. There was no separation. Nothing was severed. And the information was literally going from them to me and me to them seamlessly. And that is the most extraordinary um, understanding uh, I had, which is everyone, when they come here, they appear in a physical body, but their stream of consciousness that connects them to their spirit family is never severed. And that's how they're receiving information. And so what happened is that when they said that, they said, all you have to do is ask. So what is asking? It's not like asking permission, you know? Asking means focusing your intention on what you want. And so I focused my intention I, you know, as a little girl, I was like, I want this, I want this, <laughs> I want this. And what it did is it registered the signature of who they were. The signature, and they basically had come from source. So that clicked in my brain, my physical brain. Because when you see something, it, it has an imprint on your brain. So that is how... I reconnect because it's it's been with me my whole life. So now I just quickly go back to that frequency and reconnect with that signature instantaneously. Thank you for sharing that piece. And that's something that I think we can all take. And it's simple. Just ask. <laughs> yes. The last question that I ask all the Euromagic guests, how would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? The first thing is you have to believe. You know, I think that is the biggest problem is... You know, people don't realize that the, their conscious mind is saying, I want this to happen in my life. And their subconscious mind is saying, this will never happen. I'm a failure. Nothing good happens to me. The universe is, is, gonna, is going like, well, which one is it? And nothing happens. 
And all you have to do is let go of these subconscious thoughts and replace it with the belief. The second you do that, then your frequency, your emotion, everything aligns with that belief. And so the next time you ask for something, you're all in, you're 100% aligned with the miracle that you want to create, the magic that you want to create. So I think that is the problem and that is the process. Um, there's a, 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 t a tool, I mean, a methodology also that I have, it's called the creative formula, mastering the creative formula, which helps you identify what these subconscious blocks are before you can create. So, but just think about it this way. And I think that is what is needed to create that magic in your life. Ooh, so beautifully said. When it comes to creating for me, I had such a major block for a long period of time because I was letting my ego and my spiritual ego and everything get in the way. And then when I was like, you know what, I'm just going to write and not judge it and just see what comes through, like some funny stuff. It was beautiful. It was fun to write. And I think that letting that go just allowed me to tap back into my creativity. And so I'd love to hear your creative formula or I guess go visit your website to see your creative formula. Yeah. In a nutshell is uh, the intention, how to articulate it properly. You'd be surprised how many people want something, but they don't know how to articulate it. You know, it's the belief, it's the emotion, uh, and it's the letting go. It's all of it. Plus, I mean, it's a little bit more complex, uh, so people can go and check that out uh, because then you talk about creating within karmic uh, energy and also within time-space. So it's that whole understanding of how you can create uh, by looking at all these components and understanding what they are and aligning all of them in one piece of information that you project into the, the world. So that is the, the creative formula in a nutshell. I highly recommend people look at that. So that is on my website, carolinecorey.com, and then go to the, you know, the- Online classes. Class, yeah, online classes, and you'll see it right there. It's fascinating. And then you can apply to everything, you know. Amazing. And I'm going to leave that in the show notes. And I'm also going to put in the show notes where they can connect with you. Aside from your website, where else are you on social media? Where else can everyone connect with you? Yeah, pretty much everywhere. If they punch my name, they'll see, everyone, see me everywhere. Instagram, <laughs> follow me on Instagram, on Facebook. Because I post a lot of stuff. In my personal Instagram, when I'm working, uh, I disappear for a couple of weeks here and there. But usually Same. I post there. But my Facebook pages too, we post regularly for updates, for classes, for things coming up. So I highly recommend people just follow me on social media as well. Amazing. Thank you, Caroline. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on so much. You are such a phenomenal woman and I just appreciate your graciousness and coming on here and I honor you for everything that you do and all the hard work you put into share these very profound messages in a profound way. So thank you, Caroline, so much for being you. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Raquel. You are also awesome. And uh, I really, really had fun today. So, uh, <laughs> and keep doing what you're doing. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. 
please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.